Blog Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. Nope. Righteous judgment of the Most High, who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deeds, to them who by patience, continuing yep. some well-doing seat, no nope. glory and honor, and immorality, yep. eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious, and do not obey the yep. truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. Uh, Great Luke, yes. You an African-American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yep. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Nigga with back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gon' tell you? Nope. We gon' explode. Yep. Yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yep. Do this knowledge count? Nope. Hop in the book to my? Yep. Do you follow these laws? Nope. Do they still exist? Yep. Have time to wait? Nope. Do we have grace? Yep. Continue in sin? Nope. I'ma ask you again. Yep. Should we continue in sin? Christ is the way, yep. devil gon' win, nope. tryna make it to heaven, yep. get there by sin, nope. follow the commandments, yep. everybody got choices, I chose this walk so I keep on trying, everybody got choices, choose the right path and nothing can stop us, everybody got choices, righteous life, devil don't like that, nah, everybody got choices, choose the right path to save your soul, never going back, no, 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 forward to the kingdom, yeah, Right. 
from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose the most I heard theater To cite to choose from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose Who you gonna choose Got to choose Alright, alright, alright. Gonna learn today. Alright, alright, alright. Gonna learn today. All right, all right, all right, all right. We're going to learn today. Shalom and good morning. Uh, in the ancient Hebrew, greetings of our forefathers uh, from the Pale Hebrew, Balakwar Tawab. Uh, the morning is good. Shalom, everybody. How you doing? It's your, it's your brother. It's your, it's your guy, uh, that dude, Mashaba. I can book you out to another episode of ISBHPK Presents Bible Talk. As you know, we do have school locations in San Antonio, Texas, Houston, Texas, Norfolk, Virginia, and also Rochester, New York. Uh, with, with plans, uh, most ties will. Uh, you know, that's one thing that, that I've been forgetting to add with the most ties will, that we might be able to open up another branch of ISBHPK back in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, <clears throat> with that, uh, again, thank you all for tuning in. Well, you might be checking us out live at area code 646-668-2568. Again, area code 646-668-2568. Um, if you're calling in live and listen to the show, welcome. Uh, you might be catching us one of our, our, podcast, our podcast venues uh, that we happen to be using. Um, whether it might be the iHeartRadio podcast, uh, if it's the Google Pay podcast, Google, Google podcast, not Google Pay. I'm sorry, I, I was listening with my, my debit cards earlier. If you might be listening to us on the Google podcast, um, uh, format, or you might be taking us on a podcast addict uh, format, or the Apple iTunes um, uh, uh, radio podcast. Welcome, 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 uh, and, and thank you, thank, thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, as you know, our schedule for our blog talk radio for our podcast, uh, we, we try to do um, uh, every Monday, every Monday, Monday, every Monday morning uh, at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. A Central Standard Time is basically if you live uh, uh, in Texas and any states north of Texas uh, being the Central Standard Time. Uh, starting at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, it's the uh, uh, Pacific Standard Time. That that would basically um, just east of Louisiana. I guess that'd be going into Mississippi, like Mississippi, Mississippi, Alabama, uh, Georgia. Uh, and Florida and the whole East Coast um, uh, region uh, would be 11, 11 a.m. Then going to the Mountain Standard Time, which would basically be from New Mexico and Arizona and uh, all, all areas north, and then Pacific Standard Time, and that will start at, at 9 a.m., and then Pacific Standard Time uh, all the way on, on the West Coast, basically uh, 
California and up, um, being uh, uh, Pacific Standard Time. Uh, that was started at 8 a.m., 8, 9, 10, 11, right, 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's on Mondays, right? That's our, that's our schedule on Mondays uh, for the podcast, all right, for the radio podcast. Then on Tuesdays, as you know, uh, we have Puzzle Pop Tuesdays, Puzzle Pop Tuesdays, Puzzle Pop Tuesdays with the brother Puzzle Pop uh, and, and, and his wife. They're doing an excellent job. Uh, the research that, that, that they are bringing out and, 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 and revealing is really phenomenal. Uh, they're doing a great job. And I like how, how the brother has assist his wife uh, reading with him, uh, help him read, out, read the scriptures and help read the articles, the news articles that, that they bring out, as well as the research uh, with the history books, uh, the archaeology that they bring out to help edify a lot of the class and a lot of the topics that he does. That's uh, generally on Tuesdays. Then on Wednesdays, Wednesdays, it'll either be 10 a.m. Uh, 10 a. In, in, in the morning or we'll be doing 7 p.m. in the evening, depending on how schedules work. Um, we're still in Babylon. We're still in captivity. We're still in, in uh, 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 spiritual Egypt. So we're still subject to a lot of other uh, uh, priorities and responsibilities that might pop up. So the schedule on Wednesdays, it can either be 10 in the morning or it might be 7 p.m. Uh, in the evening, again, Central Standard Time. Then we come back on Thursdays. I'm trying to keep Thursdays uh, 10 a.m. In, in the mornings for as much as possible, for as much as I can. And we do 10 a.m. in the mornings. Uh, and then we come back on Fridays, uh, with uh, Bada Bada Fridays, uh, uh, Friday evenings. That would start, be starting at 7 p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time. Uh, check out uh, Bada Bada's Bible Breakdowns. And then we come back on Saturday. We don't have any podcasts going on on Saturday. Um, that being the Sabbath and everything that we encourage everybody, please visit an ISBHBK uh, location, uh, San Antonio, Houston, uh, Nova Virginia, or Rochester. Please visit one of our locations or any Hebrew Israelites in the area that you might be in, from IUIC to uh, even GOCC to GMS to ISUPK to uh, uh, Believers in the Way to Light of Zion to, to uh, wherever you, there might be Hebrew Israelites, because that's the commandment of God. That, that we keep his commandments. And one of his commandments is that, let, let's, let's go there real quick. Well, I ain't gonna say real quick. I, 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 I gotta get that out of my nomenclature because it seems like when I go through the scriptures, I go through these things, nothing is ever quick. But if you please join me and go into Leviticus, as I pull my Bible app up, uh, going to Leviticus, the 23rd chapter. Leviticus chapter 20. 23 and verse 1. Okay, not Genesis, Leviticus. Sometimes I hate technology. All right, Leviticus. All right, Leviticus chapter 23 and verse 1. And if you, if you join me in reading, um, uh, the brother Gawakawa. I had a very late night last night, um, you know, after we finished the, the podcast. So he will not be joining us this morning, but I still want to go ahead and do the, 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 the Peter um, intro. The ooh, the ah. Uh, you know, let him know that, that in spirit, he's still here. Right? In spirit, the brother's still here. Um, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. That's up Hello, hello. 
Hello, 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 hello. All right. Let me check something here. Hey, Shloma, you there? Hello? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hello, I I got that late night text from you last night, so I figured that, that you might uh you might have had some other obligations this morning. Okay, and it's, it's funny, just as, as I'm making an announcement about you, here you are calling on the phone. Like like a true a true warrior. A true warrior gathering ga- gathering victories. Hello, hello. Yes, sir. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. All right, brother. Um, I'm actually in Leviticus chapter 23 and verse 1 real quick right now. Not real quick. I'm in Leviticus chapter 23. Um, I was just giving a, giving a rundown about our, our blog talk schedule and that on Saturdays we do not have a, 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 a blog talk podcast uh, or uh, iHeartRadio podcast, or iTunes podcast, or, or podcast addict. We don't have have, have anything going on on Saturdays, the Sabbath, because we want to encourage everybody to please join either an ISB, join up with the ISBHBK location uh, of Hebrew Israelites, or if there are other Hebrew Israelites in your area, join up with them for the Sabbath. All right, whether it's again IUIC, um, ISUPK, um, uh, GOCC, uh, GMS. Um, uh, if, if, if it's a family congregating for the Sabbath and, and they're going and reading the Torah or going over scriptures, join up with them. All right, join up with them uh, because that's keeping God's commandments. Matter of fact, now that I got you here with me, could you read me uh, uh, read for the audience and for uh, for, our, for, our, for our family members that are listening Deuteronomy chapter six and let's start at verse twenty four. As, yes, as, I'm holding, as I'm holding as I'm holding Leviticus twenty three. Let's get Deuteronomy chapter 6 and start verse 24. Come on. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 24. <clears throat> uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 24, and it reads, And the Lord commanded us to do all these statutes, to fear the Lord, our power, or our God, for our good always that he might preserve us alive as it is at this day. All right, cool. So, again, as, as we know, this is, uh, Moses is giving some of his final warnings, or giving some of his final words of uh, exhortation to the children of Israel. Right, before the, right at the end of the, of the 40 years in the wilderness, as we're getting ready to enter into the promised land, we're about to now uh, uh, begin our, the conquest of the Holy Land, the conquest of uh, God fulfilling his word to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, that the land that, that Abraham did, did tread upon and looked from the north to the south to the east to the west was going to be given to Abraham and to Abraham's seed being the children of Israel. So this is one of the, 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 the final exhortations and, and admonitions, which is the whole book of Deuteronomy is that Moses is really trying to, trying to as, as the caring father, the caring king uh, that he was for the nation of Israel, that he's really trying to give us these final warnings, these final, these final words of encouragement um, to do right by, by, by God, to do right by the, by the Father as we're about to get ready to come into the promised land. So he says, um, if you can read it again for me, Ock. Yes, sir. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 24, and it reads, and the Lord commanded us to do all these statutes. Hey, hey brother, your, 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 phone, your, your phone started to break up really bad. It's not a real electronic. Okay. 
that a little bit better? That's much better. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 24. And it reads, Not and clear, not clear. Commanded us to do all these statutes to fear the Lord, our God, for our good always, that he might preserve us alive as it is at this day. And one thing I'd like to remind everybody as, as, as we go through these teachings, which is contrary to the prosperity teaching that we've learned through religion, that we learn from being living in a very capitalist, um, satanic, self-serving, self-righteous, self-pleasuring um, society and world that we live in today, that this wasn't Moses just speaking to one person. This was Moses speaking to the children of Israel, an entire nation, entire nation that, that uh, I would get the actual numbers at this time, because we're at the end of uh, 40 years, but if you figure, coming out of, out of Egypt, we had 600,000 footmen that were just in the army, and that's what the, the scripture tells us. It was 600,000 footmen. To be in the army, you had to be between the ages of 20 and 50, all right? To, to, and, uh, and being drafted or enlisted to the, the army of Israel, you had to be, to be between the ages of 20 and 50 uh, to be counted as the 600,000-man uh, army. So that obviously is not including anybody under the age of 20 at the time of the Exodus. Um, it's also not including anybody over the age of, of 50 at the time of the Exodus. Um, and we haven't counted any women at this time. That 600,000 was only referring to uh, 600,000 men of, of, of all the tribes of Israel. So one thing I'd like to do is try to get some depth or try to get some perspective uh, if we gave each one of those men, on, you know, on, on average, if we gave each one of those men just one wife uh, of the 600,000 that was just in the army of Israel, that just increased the number to 1,200,000 people. All right? That just increased the number to 1,200,000 people. Again, that's still not including how many people were under the age of 20 at this time or how many people were over the age of 50 at this time. Just the number of in, in the army, we're looking at, again, 1,200,000 people. Maybe we gave them all with one wife. If we gave each one of those couples one child, maybe we gave each one of those couples one child, that would be of uh, 600,000 couples, one child. Let's add another 600,000 if they only had just one child. That now just bumped the number to 1,800,000 1, people. All right, that just bumped the number up to 1,800,000 uh, 1, people. Again, and that's still not including how many people were over the age of 50, and it's still not really including everybody under the age of 20, okay, uh, from, 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 from newborn up to the age of 19, 20 years old. Just in the, those simple numbers right there, um, if we gave each one of those, uh, those soldiers uh, uh, one uh, a, a mother. Now we we're looking at what two million four hundred thousand people. If we give each one of those soldiers one mother, let's give each one of those soldiers a, a father. Now we just jumped it up to what three million two hundred thousand people. Now let's do the same thing for the their wives. Let's give the, the wives a father. That right there just jumped it up to 
three million. That's forty thousand. That's four million people. And we gave each one of the brides and went each one of the wives a father also. Now the 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 the, the wife of each man of the of the army on average, if they had one mother, that's now four million eight hundred thousand people that we're looking at. All right. So when Moses was giving these words, he was speaking to the entire nation. All right. This wasn't just based on an individual. That as you read these scriptures, and again, in, in such an American um, uh, capitalist, um, I'm only looking out for me and my own prosperity. I'm only looking out for me and my own good. That no, these words that Moses spoke to us, it was to the entire nation. It was to an entire nation. And again, we're just playing with some simple numbers. I'm not going going uh, uh, you know uh, crazy with the numbers. I'm giving each one of these 600,000 men one wife, one child. Obviously, the the 600,000 on average had had parents, and then their wives had parents. So if we take it with that, we're looking at damn near five million people, not including the strangers that came out with the nation of Israel. Just looking at the nation of Israel, we're looking at. 4,800,000 people, all right, 4,800,000 people. That's a lot of people, brothers and sisters. That is a lot of people. And, the, again, these were the words that Moses spoke to a nation, of people, a multitude of people, not just an individual. And the reason I'm stressing this, brothers and sisters, is because as as Part of the class we're going over that, that we started uh, last night is Christ telling us in Matthew chapter 5 or 6, which we're going to return to because we got some more to go into with that, that blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. That as we are living in this, in this very wicked world and, and, and the value system of this wicked world and the, 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 the morals of this wicked world, that as as we look at at, at at these things, again, being a very capitalist uh, society, where, where a person can only is, is almost forced to only think about their own good, they only think about their own come up or their own prosperity or their own success. That so we'll read scriptures like this, and through religion, we've been taught to think about. Uh, we, we would try to look at Abraham's prosperity, the, the one man Abraham, and how he prospered. So if we, if you as an individual do what Abraham did, you too can have that prosperity, not dealing with the nation, not dealing that God is dealing with a group of people, with a multitude of people, an actual nation. And then we'll come back and, and, and we'll look at the one man Solomon. We won't look at that Solomon was the king of Israel and that all Israel prospered. We'll, we'll, we'll hear stories about Solomon's prosperity and Solomon's riches so if, if I follow the commandments, then I, too, as an individual, I, too, will have the desires of my heart. I, too, will, will have um, uh, the riches and the comfort and the pleasures that this life has to offer. But if we're actually reading the Bible and we're getting into the scriptures, and we're going to keep them in context. We want to keep these scriptures in context. Again, this was Moses speaking to an entire nation of people. Today, this nation of people would be known as the so-called Negroes, West Indians. Puerto Ricans, Haitians, Dominicans, Cubans, North American Indians, similar Indians, Argentinians, Chileans, Brazilians, Colombians, Panamanians, and Mexicans, the nation of Israel, those whose fathers 
or of Negroid, Hispanic, and uh, so-called Native American descent. That and here in the in the in the the, the Western Hemisphere, in North, Central, and South America. That and we know the Israelites have been scattered throughout, throughout the four corners of the earth. But for those here on the West in the West Hemisphere, it's those people that I just that I just named. That God was speaking to a nation of people, and that for this nation, that if we as a nation observe God's commandments, that we as a nation would enjoy the good that God had to give as a nation, not as individuals, but as a nation. Well, well obviously, as being members of the nation, <coughs> the nation would enjoy prosperity, so that each of us would enjoy it that way, but not just for one individual or not just for one family, that now there's one family keeping commandments, so now this one family is going to prosper. And now this one family is just going to get, get good. This one family is just going to receive what have you. No, this was the Lord speaking to the entire nation of Israel. So I got the brother Gabar Kawhi back on the phone again. Could you read that verse from one more time, please, sir? Hello, hello. Yes, sir. Uh, we are in Deuteronomy chapter 6 and uh, verse 24. And it reads, And the Lord commanded us to do all these statutes to fear the Lord our God for our good always, that he might preserve us alive as it is at this day. Did, did anybody catch how many pronouns were used in this verse right here? And which pronouns were being used? Us and our. <coughs> Us and our. Just, just one again. I just want to bring that that light. I, I want to bring bring some some some, some you know uh, put a magnifying glass. That again, this will speak to the whole entire nation. Not just an individual. Not just one family. That this was to the whole entire nation. That if the nation, when the nation would keep the the, the statutes of the Lord our God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Lord our God, that the Lord would, get, would, do, good, would do us good, all right, to us, the entire, the entire nation. Reading on, Bert, uh, if, you, uh, if you don't mind. Um, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 25. And it shall be our righteousness if we observe to do all these commandments before the Lord, our God, as he hath commanded us. Again, did everybody catch the pronouns of, of, of what was just read? Did, did, did everybody kind of peep that a little bit? One more time, Mark. And please continue to enunciate so that we can really try and catch this. Con. <clears throat> Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 25. And it shall be our righteousness if we observe to do all these commandments before the Lord, our God, as he hath commanded us. Cool. So I, I want to bring attention to, the, to again, us, our Right, I want to bring attention to that uh, as we're trying to read distinctly so we're catching what, what the scriptures are saying. And then it says, and it shall be our righteousness. 
if we observe to do all these commandments. So what is God's righteousness? What does it mean to do right by God according to God? And the reason I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, again, bring light to this is because as an individual, each of us has, has our own opinions. So each of us has our own brain. But that being said, that means that everybody can do, have their own sense of righteousness. To give an example, to give a, 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 an example, and putting a toilet roll paper, a toilet paper roll on, on a, uh, in the bathroom, does the roll go over or does it go under? It doesn't even on the roll. It might just be sitting on the, on the counter. <laughs> but in your own, own personal bathrooms, which way does the toilet roll go? Well, that's, that, that's what's right according to you. Whereas even within your own house, it might be someone else. They can, really don't care. For some people, it's right to squeeze the toothpaste bottle from the very back and keep it uniform so you get it all out more efficiently to push it from the back and keep and and, get, and dispense the toothpaste. Well, other people, it's just grab the damn toothpaste and you, and you just squeeze it where you squeeze it. The, it's more important to get the toothpaste out than how I got it out. I'm using those type of examples. Uh, for some people, it might be it's right in your family that at dinner time everybody sits down at the dinner table. That's why we have a dining room. That's why we have a kitchen table. And for dinner, everybody, the thing that's right in our family is everybody sits down to have dinner at the kitchen table. That might be what's right in your house. For others, it might be, uh, and then it, it, it might be very talkative. It might be very, very, uh, 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 everybody gets a chance to just talk about their day and listen to one another. And it's about the food, but it's more about the conversation, the conversations that, 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 uh, that are had and enjoyed at dinner. So it, it, and it, it's, it's everybody just enjoying themselves and the food. For other people, it might be, all right, cool, we're at the, the, the kitchen table, but it's just to eat, and it's going to be, it's going to be quiet, that, that I'm going to really savor the food. We're here eating. Uh, uh, the children are going to have to be dismissed from the table, and, and then there's going to be a, a, a real orderly kind of discipline cleanup. And I'm not saying that that's wrong, but that just might be how your particular family, that's right according to how your family does things. And for others, it's like, man, come in and eat what you eat. Uh, whatever you find is what you find. And if you eat in your room, you eat on the couch, you eat, uh, eat wherever, there's, there's, there's no uh, uh, standard uh, of we're going to sit at the dinner table and eat dinner together. And that is what works for your family. And I'm only trying to bring these type of examples up as, as kind of hopefully some real-life examples of how individuals and how particular families can have their own sense of righteousness, can have their own value system of what right is. But when it comes to dealing with the nation of Israel, the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel, Moses is explaining to us 
what is going to be the nation of Israel's righteousness. How is God going to recognize that our nation is doing right by him, that our nation is being righteous? And he says, verse 25, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 25, and it shall be our, our, our righteousness if we, if we, if we, 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 from our to we, our righteousness, if we observe to do all these commandments before the Lord, our, our, our God, as he has commanded us, the nation of Israel, the nation. And I just want to be like to that, that, that again, uh, and I know I'm dragging this out and, and, and I'm drawing this out, and, I, and forgive me, but one of the reasons why we don't have a, class, a, a, Sabbath, uh, a blog talk Sabbath class is for one of these very reasons right here. That on so-called Saturdays, which is the Sabbath, um, that instead of us doing a blog talk or doing a podcast, that we encourage you to, to, to gather together with any other Israelite groups that might be in your area. All right, as, and, and keep the commandments of the Father, and keep the commandments of God. Uh, I know that, that um, and there are some particular uh, uh, congregations that they might judge you by, by your outward appearance. I ain't going to lie. They might, it's not going to be the church thing of uh, come as you are, but they might really judge you by the outward appearance. I know with ISBHBK, uh, we understand the scripture says, uh, let the, the, the wheat and the tares go together. Uh, we understand that you have somebody who might look like a tear, that's not actually the actual uh, plant, uh, but they're actual Israelites. We know that Christ came back and said, my sheep hear my voice, and that a stranger they will not follow. So in ISBHBK um, uh, uh, schools and churches, uh, we really don't discriminate like that. That if you want to hear the word of God, you can hear the word of God. Salvation is still going to be the nation of Israel being saved out of captivity. That that the rapture, which is not even that word is not even in the Bible. The rapture, Armageddon, is going to be the the, the saving of the, the Israelites from the hand of our enemies in this present day and age. All right? No different than salvation for the Israelites coming out of Egypt was what. The Israelites being saved from the slavery that, and the hard bondage we were forced to serve under the Egyptians, and we were saved by Moses from the oppression and the slavery of the Egyptians, that now when Christ comes back, it's about us being saved from the oppression and the, the slavery of, the, of, of Americans, of Caucasians at this time. So is everybody going to hear the words of God? Yes. Are all nations at one time going to obey the laws of God, the laws, such commandments of God? Most definitely, yes. So we really don't discriminate um, uh, like that. That you might look like an Israelite, but you might not be. And even even in, uh, in Romans chapter nine, it says that they're not uh, Romans chapter ten. It says that no chapter nine. I'm sorry, that they're not all Israel, which are of Israel. That a person might look like like. Uh, the most hardcore thug, uh, black guy, might look like, like, like Bob Marley. 
But for all we know, Bob Marley's father was a so-called Caucasian. If that's the case, then that means Bob Marley, even though he's dark, dark skinned, has dreadlocks, sings some, some great music, but that would mean that Bob Marley then is not an Israelite. All right? If his father is actually um, uh, an Idumian, if his father is actually um, a so-called white man. No different than uh, Louis Farrakhan. Louis Farrakhan, the, the leader of the, the, the nation of Israel, nation of Islam, I'm sorry, the nation of Islam, that his father is Caucasian. So for as much as he's been a champion and a voice uh, for, for the nation of Islam and for black people, black people's struggles, that he is not an Israelite, okay? He's not an Israelite. He's dark-skinned. He knows Quran. Uh, he's known for, for, for uh, uh, being a part of, of the black civil rights movement, but he's not, he's not, he would not be considered an Israelite. But that means that Louis Farrakhan couldn't come to one of our classes and, and learn the Bible? Not at all. If he can come and sit down and learn, that's not a problem. That's not a problem. So uh, on Saturdays, uh, if you have access and have a chance, visit one of the schools. Uh, whether, again, ISUBK, uh, GOCC, um, uh, IUIC, whoever. And then as always, if, if, if you're just that uncomfortable, we also have online classes during the Sabbath class on YouTube. If you can go to our, our YouTube pages, uh, either San Antonio, Houston, or Norfolk, and be able to participate in the Sabbath readings on the Sabbath. And we don't want to interfere with that, with that, uh, with that flow of things. Uh, Brother Gabar, are you, are you situated? Uh, yes, sir. All right, so uh, let's, let's now get Leviticus chapter 23 and verse 1. Let's now get Leviticus chapter 23 and verse 1. <clears throat> of Leviticus chapter 23 and verse 1. <clears throat> and it reads, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, Concerning the feast of the Lord, which ye shall proclaim to be holy convocations, even these are my feasts. All right, cool. So, that, that Leviticus, Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, gives us all of, of God's, of his holy days. And the word holy days over the years has, 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 has mutated, if you will, or, or changed into the word holiday. All right? That, the, that God lists his, his holy days, which the world is, is now um, uh, uh, mutated into the word holiday, but the word holiday is originally supposed to be the word holy days, that now God is going to explain and give a rundown about his holy days, all right, that, that be, and they're supposed to be feasts, all right, they're supposed to be feasts that the Israelites and those who want to do God's righteousness and keeping God's commandments and keeping the Father's commandments, that these are the days that we're supposed to gather on. Uh, these are the days they're supposed to observe and to cherish and hold us uh, near and dear and uh, sentimental. All right, let's, uh, let's read on. And, and, I'm sorry, and the word convocation. The word convocation means gathering. All right, and these are the official gatherings of when the Israelites are supposed to gather together. As when, we, when we're supposed to, this is when we're supposed to join up with one another. 
right? Let's see if it's going to mention like New Year's. Let's see if it's going to mention like uh, 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 Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving. Let's see what what is, what does God acknowledge as the days He acknowledged as holy days. And let's not forget the word holy meaning set apart. One of the definitions of holy means to be set apart. That these are the days the Lord has us set apart to gather together and come and eat. All right? Let's go, bro. Con. Deuteronomy chapter 23 and verse 3. And it reads, six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest and, and holy convocation. Ye shall do no work therein. It is the Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwellings. All right, so the first thing that is commanded to uh, us in keeping God's righteousness is that we gather together, we, that we congregate in, in an official meeting, and, and in an official meal, the feast, the first one the Lord mentions is the Sabbath. All right, the first one he mentions is the Sabbath, which uh, is the, the seventh day. Now, let me see if I got it here on this app. I'm not sure if I do or not. Let's see if they break down what day the Sabbath is. Um, let me do it like this. Let me try it like this. Very similar. Let me do it like this. Let me do it like this. Let me pull this this up. Let me pull this up. What I would like to do, brothers and sisters, is I'm going to look up the word. I'm looking at the word Saturday in the Webster's 1820 edition. Let's see what it comes up. Um, Forgive me, brother, sisters. Forgive me. Forgive me. Um, cool. If you go to, to Webster's, the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, and we look at the word Sabbath from the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary. Right now, I'm online right now. I'm online, and so. so what I'm saying can, can, can be uh, fact-checked and verified. Uh, if you look at the definition of Sabbath, it says the Sabbath, definition number one, A. It says the seventh day of the week observed from Friday sundown or Friday evening to Saturday evening as a day of rest and worship by Jews and some Christians. All right? Now, they go to, that, that is the true Sabbath, all right, from uh, Friday evening to Saturday evening. Um, that is the actual true Sabbath. So 
as opposed to Sunday, Sunday will actually be the first day of the week. All right? Sunday is actually the first day of the week, whereas so-called Saturday is the seventh day of the week. All right? Saturday is the seventh day of the week. And if you look at most calendars, you'll see that when they list the days of the week, you have the, the very first day they'll show is Sunday. It'll be the S or the S-U-N will be to the far left of, of the calendar, followed by the second day being Monday then Tuesday, then Wednesday, then Thursday, then Friday. And at the far end of the calendar, on the very far right, the seventh day is Saturday. All right? So even when you look at the calendar, they're showing you Sunday is the first day of the week. If we look it up, we're seeing Sunday is the first day of the week. Saturday would be the seventh day of the week. All right? If we look up the Sabbath, that would be from Friday evening or sundown Friday until sundown Saturday. Now, remember we were going over yesterday how we live in a very wicked world, a very evil world, and that the earth is given to the hand of the wicked. If God's commandment is for the Israelites to rest on the Sabbath day, is to rest on the seventh day, to keep the seventh day holy and separate and in and, and worship and in uh, obeying God, in the secular world, what's the best night of the week to go out? Um, it would be uh, Friday night. Um, just got paid. It's Friday night. <laughs> you know, so exactly. That we're taught that that's the end of the week. And Friday is the end of the week, and I'm about to begin my, begin my weekend. So Friday night is usually the night that, whereas Friday is usually, Friday night, go out, party, get drunk, do whatever. That way you have Saturday to recover, that you can make it to church on Sunday, and then be ready for work on Monday. Then on Saturday, you can go ahead and sleep in, uh, recover, or do whatever. Um, usually uh, Friday night is, is family night. Uh, if it's... It, Maybe they're going to the club. Maybe it's skate night. Maybe it's uh, uh, family fun night. Whatever it might be, that instead of keeping the Sabbath day holy, that now Friday night, a person is out really enjoying themselves and pleasing themselves and whatever that might be. It's Friday night. If we were really keeping the law, such commandments of the Father, we would understand that come, down, come sundown Friday, that that is the beginning of the Sabbath, not the time to go out. Now, put on, put on your best dress, go get, your, 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 uh, go get a haircut, and get ready to go and enjoy your Friday night because you've earned it. We will be taught that, no, so-called sundown Friday, that is the beginning of the Sabbath. That's the day to be home and resting, and, be, and we're supposed to be going over the Scriptures. We're supposed to be gathered together with other Israelites and going over scriptures. And if not Friday night, then when we get together uh, uh, Saturday, so-called Saturday morning, that we get together and we congregate and we go over these scriptures. Right? And, 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 and we learn the Bible. We learn about God. We dedicate ourselves to, to that day. We dedicate that to God, the God of the Bible. All right? So, and bring this to it, wrapping this up, The very first holy day 
of God is the Sabbath, which is from so-called Saturday, Friday sundown to so-called Saturday sundown. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> extra, extra long story to, 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 to wrap it up. The reason we don't have a, a blog talk class uh, or a, a, a blog talk a podcast on uh, Saturday evenings or Saturday mornings is because that's when we're supposed to gather together and ISBHBK, uh, uh, San Antonio, ISBHBK, Houston. It goes back and forth between ISBHBK, Houston, and, uh, and Norfolk. They, they have Sabbath ceremonies and Sabbath classes that you can uh, attend online or live that you can actually go to. And I, we don't want to uh, interfere or compete with that. So uh, we invite you to go in, uh, and check them out. Then, then we come back on Sundays, and Sunday is, is, is debatable. Sometimes we have a, a, a blog talk class or a, a podcast on Sundays. Sometimes not. Um, I think it's, it's, it's being put in the works that we're going to add our podcast to a YouTube um, uh, broadcast. We'll, we'll, we'll simultaneously be doing a, um, a YouTube on Sunday as well as a podcast on Sunday. It'll be running simultaneously, uh, and you'll be able to check us out then. So you'll be able to see, see our smiling faces uh, and put a face to, to the voice. If you'll be able to see us on YouTube, uh, YouTube uh, broadcast, as well as check out uh, uh, the blog talk, uh, our, our podcast as well. So... Now that I've taken a lot of time in doing all that, Brother Gabar, what's going on? Shalom, shalom, shalom. How how you feel, bro? I'm 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 good. I'm good. I'm um uh, a, a little fatigued, but um everything's rolling the way it always does, every day, you know. And um I'm just in the battle, you know. I'm in the battle to uh to to please the heavenly Father, and um. I'm determined to uh, get this work done, no matter the obstacles. You know, um, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, paraphrase uh, a scripture. It's, it's Romans eight, you know, and twenty five, and it's actually a list of things that can stop us. That you know. Well, hold on. Let, let me let, let, let me read that for you. Let me let me get it for you. That, that, that sounds like a very very interesting and good scripture right now. You said Romans chapter eight, something like twenty five. I'm gonna read it for you. Let, I'll let you break it down. You just brought it out. Give me a second here. Romans chapter eight, and verse twenty five. Right, cool. uh, so I'm not, I'm in the book of Romans chapter 8, I'm going to read verse 25. It says, but if we hope for that which we, which we see not, uh, then do we with patience wait for it. Con, uh, uh, read on. Verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. For we know not what, uh, what we should pray for, uh, as we ought, but the Spirit itself uh, makes an intercession for us, uh, for us uh, with groanings uh, which cannot be cannot be uttered. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, could you drop jump down to thirty five? 
I said 25. I meant 35. All right, cool, cool, cool. So now I'm going to look at Romans chapter 8, verse 35. Excuse me, correction. So Romans chapter 8, verse 35. And it says, Who should separate us from the love of Christ? Trial, well, tribulation. I'm sorry? No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> go ahead. Who, who, should, who should separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. Yeah, so, I mean, basically, um, my focus for for this particular scripture is, um, you know, when you ask me how's everything been going, um, you know, it, it, everything is, 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 is go, it's going good, but, you know, uh, every once in a while, or every twice in a while, maybe every seven times in a while, um, I've run into um, um, distractions or uh, things like tribulation, um, distress, persecution, trying to separate me from doing this work and, and doing uh, doing the, 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 the righteous acts to, to please the Heavenly Father. And this is the scripture that comes to mind. It, it, it asks, asks you a question, who shall separate you from the love of, of Christ? And go ahead and, and, and read on. All right, uh, verse 36. Uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 36. And it says, as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Con. So, you know, I look at it. Sometimes I, I, I feel like, um, you know, uh, there, there are, there are things happening that, you know, are trying to keep me from, or to separate me from the love of of, of Yahweh Shai or the love of Christ and, um. I have to go back into the scripture and apply this because this is what we're what we're here for. We we are counted as as sheep because um, as as you as you went over uh, the scripture that says um, we are to be as wise as serpents but harmless as doves. Um, sometimes I you know I find myself. Um, Fighting that pride, that pride of wanting to, you know, maybe uh, revile back, or you know, just certain certain things happen that try to keep me or try to separate me from doing this work. And um, I, with this scripture asking this question, um. I go through, as we all do, the tribulation, the distress, the persecution, famine, nakedness, dangerous peril, or sword, um, like the, you know, the, 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 the threats of, of, of these things every, every day. But applying this scripture as we, as we keep going, uh, go ahead and read. Uh, uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 38. It says, 
I'm sorry, verse 37, nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Right. And so, no, I'm not going to let all of these distractions, um, persecutions, um, you know, verbal, verbal abuse, um, whatever it is, nay, because I am more more than a conqueror and I believe that no matter what Yahweh Shai Christ has my back so I say nay in all these things for we are conquerors and no matter what there is nothing my answer is there is nothing that can separate me from uh, doing this work Doing, doing what? Kind, kind, kind. So you know that that's that's what's going on with me. I'm in this battle, <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, like you 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 told me, you know, we we go through this through this battle. It, it's a it's a battle to um being in the environment that we're in. You know, uh, where where we're hated. <laughs> So you know, as 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 we endeavor to and, and endure, I'm I'm gonna keep on striving, and uh, you know, that's what's going on with me right now. And, well, I, I, I like that. Not not that you're going in a battle, but your resolve. Right. That that as we're living in, in these times, as we're going over, uh, blessed are blessed are they who hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled. As we're going over the beatitudes, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Um, as we're going over the, the same thing that Christ, was in, in the first teaching he's given us in Matthew, the fifth chapter, that some of the things that, that, that you're talking about and experiencing are some of the same things that Christ said by going through these things and enduring these things, that this is how you ensure your blessing. Not in this, in this present evil world, but in his kingdom. But in, 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 in when he comes and we're being judged by his righteousness, not the world's righteousness, but as we're being judged by God's righteousness and Christ's righteousness, as much as everybody says only God can judge me, you're right. Only God can judge me. So when, when he gets here and he's judging us by these same scriptures, by the same judgment that he's had since the, since the days of Adam and that he hasn't changed, that now... It, it tells you that the righteous, um, the righteous are bold as a lion. That now, when when Christ gets here, it's been, instead of being so fearful, even though it does say every knee is going to bow, but now to be able to know that a person has fought like David did, like like, like Paul did, I fought to do God's righteousness, not my own righteousness. And in fighting to do God's righteousness, when He does appear and He's judging that now I don't have to be ashamed. I've been studying it. Study to show that self-approved unto God, a workman who needed not to be ashamed. That when, when, when judgment day comes, I don't have to be ashamed because, yes, I've been, I've been, I, I am a sinner. Yes, I, 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 I've, I've gone contrary to God. But in, in, in the fight that, I've, I've, that a person has put up, a fight that a person has, has, has struggled with, 
to really do God's righteousness in the midst of this evil, present, wicked world. That those works, that's why he says that every, every work and everything that a man, a person does, the books are going to be open. We're going to be judged. We're going to be judged by the book of life and by these scriptures. Did we live our lives according as Christ lived his life? Did we really follow Christ? And if so, that's going to be to our credit. I ain't going to say ours. I let me take myself out of it. For those that are living that way, that's going to be to their credit. That's going to be to their, their credit that as much as people have a bucket list in this wicked world, then now if I have a bucket list of things that I know, I know from the scripture point of view, I'm doing for the sake of God, for the sake of Christ. That's what, those works are going to stand up for a person. Those works are going to speak for a person. So, brother, please, uh, thank you. I wanted to read on, though. I, I like oh. verse 38, if I might. And uh, you can see, it says, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angel, um, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other uh, creature shall be able to separate us from the love of of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And, you know, with that, you know, that possessive pronoun, those possessive pronouns that, you know, you were pointing out in uh, Deuteronomy 20, I'm sorry, 6 and 24 and uh, 25, um, that they're, they're right here in the uh, New Testament in Romans, you know, knowing that he hasn't changed. He still is our power, our father, our heavenly father our deliverer, our Lord, and nothing, nothing that we should be in this frame of mind, that nothing will be able to separate us from doing this work or, you know, showing the love to our people and restoring our people. And well, now I'm going to use it as a, as a segue into uh, going back to a scripture we covered last night. Uh, to Leviticus chapter, not Leviticus, to Luke, uh, chapter 21, verse 19. Uh, going back to Luke, chapter 21, verse 19. 21 and verse 19. Con, St. Luke, chapter 21 and verse 19, and it reads, In your patience possess ye your souls. Again, so it says, In our patience possess ye our souls. And we started covering this last night. And I want to go a little more into this. Um, what I'm going to do right here, because I, I have this app on my, on my, on my computer here, um, I got many different Bibles that give this same verse. Right? It, it's similar to if you go online to Bible Hub, uh, uh, to BibleHub.com, that if you look up scriptures on BibleHub.com, that they'll give you many different, the, the, the one verse, but how, it, how it's um, uh, translated, and many different, uh, many different Bibles, many different versions. So, I mean, uh, and checking out Luke chapter 20, verse 19, uh, it says, from the Bishop's Bible, the Bishop's Bible, it says, uh, possessing your souls by patience. When I look at the, the, the Geneva Bible, again, pretty much the same wording, but it, it's just a little bit more that you're going to possess your souls you keep hold of your soul 
by your patience. Now, by losing patience, you, lo- you do lose your soul. So as, as, as we were just reading in, in um, uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 35 down, uh, that the Brother Goodbye brought out nice, that he says, um, what's going to separate me from the love of Christ? Shall persecution. Let me go back and read some of those, that list. Um, uh, shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine um, or nakedness or peril or sword. That these are all going to be some of the things that will cause a person to be desperate and get desperate in the mind, that they will lose their patience. That they're going through some type of tribulation. Um, that they're going through some type of distress. That they're going through some type of persecution. They're going through some type of famine. They're going through some type of nakedness and some type of peril or sword. That this will cause a person to get so desperate minded and we, we, um, reactionary that they would lose their patience. And thereby, when we lose our patience because of the, uh, um, in, in all these types of different things, Christ is trying to tell you that's when you, you lose your soul. That's when you actually lose your soul. You let somebody else or something else, tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword, you, you will let these things get to us so we'll lose our patience and we lose our souls. So now in the, uh, that was, I, I read from the, the, um, uh, the Bishop's Bible. Now I'm going to read the same verse in the Geneva Bible. It says, by your patience, possess your souls. So we're familiar with that one. But this is the, the, the apostolic, apostolic, uh, uh, I always forget to get the wording in this. It's, it's the A, A, B, P Bible. And that's the, uh, um, the apostolic Bible, uh, polygot. All right, the positive Bible polygot with strong definitions. And the way they translate this verse, it says, by your endurance, acquire your life. And again, I just like the way that some of these things are worded to have it kind of even resonate more and just help kind of seal it more in the mind. Like, look, by what, what, what a person endures, it says that's how you acquire your life which is totally contrary and opposite to how a lot of people says, I don't have a life, that I'm not living my best life. Because I'll, I'll look at the prosperity of people in the world. I'll look at the things that, that they, they seem like they're enjoying in the world, which is, it seems totally contrary to what we're taught, which, which would go with what religion and capitalism teaches, that you're living your best life when you're able to enjoy and just be carefree. And you've got no problems, no worries, and that's proof that God is with you. But then if that's, if it was about life being easy, why would you need patience? If it was just about having the, the life of Riley, living high off the hog, then why would a person need patience? And why would Christ then use that as the standard and let us know that in your patience, that's where you possess your souls? Or by your endurance, you acquire your life. That from what we endure, that's how you actually get a life in the eyes of Christ. 
in the eyes of the Father. That's when you get a life, again, which is contrary to what this current capitalist, evil, wicked world focuses on. In this present evil, wicked world, you have a life when you got multi-mansions. You got a life when, you, when you're able to get a brand new car every year. You got a life that you can just go into any store and put on the black card and have to worry about your bills. You don't have to budget a damn thing. That, and you can smoke what you want, drink what you want, um, act however you want. And, and that is what we determine is living. Just like we're, we're, we're talking about the Sabbath. That the Sabbath, God's Sabbath, is from Friday evening to Saturday evening. But what is the best night to go out? Friday night. And do what? Get drunk, get high, get, lose your mind. Drink so much, you black out. And somehow, that, we have translated that or defined that as that's living. To go out and have as much promiscuous sex as possible. Now, with whoever. A man with man, man with woman, woman with, with two women, a man with a, a woman who still has male genitalia but also has female breasts, that I'm living my best life. Seize the day. YOLO. You only live once. I'll try anything. I don't know if I like it or not. But I was on TikTok yesterday. I, you know that nigga, oh, I'm sorry. People, this, 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 a video went viral. People were cooking chicken soaked in NyQuil. Have you heard of this? What? what? <laughs> so People are, are, are eating chicken soaked in NyQuil. It went viral. It had over like 1,200,000 views. So when NyQuil had to release a statement like, this is very dangerous, that, that once you consume that much NyQuil is dangerous, and then they heat it up, you're changing the chemical, the chemical composition of the NyQuil, and it can, it, it, it can cause death. Right. So essentially um, the, the whole world is, is uh, on lean. <laughs> Nyquil, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's you know the 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 lean the the the. I don't. I thought lean was for promethazine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But the Nyquil is what started it, you know, because it's very uh, it's very potent. You could you could overdose on on Nyquil, you know the. That cough syrup that uh, you know cures the well, it doesn't cure, but it you know it it puts on hold uh, the the nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, so you can rest, so you can yeah. need medicine. <laughs> that's you I'm know, looking that's at that. You know. Well, now it's promethazine. Well, now it's gotten to a point where, again, they were air frying chicken, or, or, or it, looked like, yeah, it was air frying chicken soaked in damn NyQuil. 
Wow. And, and somehow that's living your best life. That somehow somebody was sitting around somewhere and said, man, I wonder what would it taste like if we soaked chicken in NyQuil and ate it. And then put it on video to where it got over 1 million views. And somehow, the fact that you can, that, that it came to your mind, like when I, when I shared it with my wife, uh, yesterday last night, she was like, that's something you never said, that, that's one of the things you never thought you had to warn somebody about. Don't cook your goddamn chicken in some NyQuil. You know, just, just like when, when McDonald's got sued because the, a person burnt their lips on some hot coffee. <coughs> So when McDonald's not had to put on, on the cups, careful, contents may be hot. You don't know you'll just order the hot coffee? And now you need somebody to actually tell you uh, on the back of the NyQuil bottle, do not cook this with chicken. But it's the mentality of try it. You might like it. Yeah, um, Definitely not an ingredient for uh, my recipe for frying chicken, but you, you, you're damn right. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> and, and try and, and try and try to bring some light to to to, to Christ is telling us as, as we do some of these diff, these different uh, Bible versions that in your patience with us your souls, um, you you you. Acquire a life, here it says in, in, in the Polygon Bible, by your endurance, acquire your life. You get a life by the things we endure. Um, in, the, in the Bible in basic English, in the Bible in basic English, it says, by going through all these things, you will keep your lives. And it says in, in, uh, the Bible study, in the study Bible, it says, by your patient endurance, you will gain your souls. In the uh, Edward Bullinger's uh, Companion Bible, it says, in your patient endurance, you shall possess your lives. That the, from the things that we patiently endure, that's where you actually hold on to your life. That's how you hold on to your soul. So I just want to give some of these, uh, these other versions, uh, like I do, and, and trying to help and, and, and for, for, that it might help resonate with other people how, how how deep the scripture goes, how how, how uh, the, the 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 meaning and and, and let let it let it uh, take hold of your life also that from the things that we patiently endure, the persecutions, the um, uh, let me pull it back up again, verse thirty five. The tribulation, the distress. The, the persecutions, the famines, the nakedness, the peril, or the sword. You know what? Let me pull this up on my Bible. I'm going to see what, what this says also with some of the other versions. The book of Romans, chapter 8. And we are going to go to verse 35. It 
it's all pretty much saying the, the same thing. Um, from the, uh, the, the Polygon Bible, it says, Who shall separate us from the love of the Christ? Affliction or straits or persecution or hunger or nakedness or danger or sword. From the, the Bible of Basic English, it says, uh, Who will come between us and the love of Christ? Will trouble or pain or cruel acts or the need of food or of clothing or danger or the sword? I, 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 like, I like how these resonate. That the, these actually resonate with me. That from, from being very familiar with the King James Bible, and, and uh, uh, the, the translation I mean, um, that we have from the King James Bible, but to get some of these other translations, again, the Bible in, in basic English, that's, I, I like that, coupled with the King James. Who will come between us and the love of Christ? Will trouble or pain or cruel acts or the need of food or of clothing or danger or the sword? I like that. I love that. Um, the Beer and Study Bible. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? From the uh, Bullinger's Companion Bible. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, trials or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril, danger or sword? Um, Let me see here. From the Exegesis Companion Bible, it says, Who separates us from the love of the Messiah? Tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? I like this. So, when we come to, I'm going to go back to the King James Bible in verse 35. Uh, it says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation. And I want to look at the word tribulation. Right? I want to look at the word tribulation. And just like, you know, this is a, a, a continuation from what we were reading about last night uh, in Psalms, the 37th chapter. And I do want to get into Psalms, the, the 73rd chapter today. But in the 37th, uh, chap 37th chapter of Psalms, David was talking about some of the things that he was going through and some of the feelings he had at seeing the prosperity of the wicked and, and how the wicked, they watch for him. They plot against the righteous, how they have plans to want to kill the righteous and, and, and stop the righteous, just shut the righteous up. Yet David was, was explaining some of these exact same things. Here we have Paul, now in the New Testament, not as detailed, but he's giving us a briefing of some of the things that he's gone through that's trying to separate him from the love of Christ. So we have the word tribulation. Looking at, again, in the, in the Webster's 1828 Dictionary, it says tribulation. Uh, Latin word, uh, tri tri tribulo, uh, to thrash, to beat. Uh, severe affliction. So the word tribulation means severe affliction, distresses of life, vexations. In scripture, it often denotes the troubles and distresses which proceed from persecution. 
It says, when tribulation persecution arises because of the word, he is offended. From Matthew chapter 13. That because a person is not rooted in these scriptures, there's going to be persecutions, tribulations, uh, distresses, trouble, because a person is applying the scriptures in this present evil world. And there's going to be trials. But the trials are to see if you're going to give up or not. That's why Christ said in Luke 21 15, in your patience, in your endurance, that's where you possess your soul. That's where you possess your life. That these, these things are going to try us. I like one thing that Tosh Papi is saying on Tosh Papi Tuesday. He says, if God brings you to it, he'll bring you through it. If God brings you to some trouble, some trial, some tribulation, some problems, some distress, if he brings you to it, then he'll bring you through it. Are we going to endure? Are we going to endure? All right? So that's the definition for tribulation. Let me see what the, the that's the 1819. Um, yeah, the, the Webster's 18, 1913, excuse me, the Webster's 1913 says tribulation. That which uh, occasions the, uh, distress, trouble, or vexation, severe affliction. You're being vexed. There's something getting on your damn nerves. There's something irritating you. But remember what David told us, was warning us about, yes, he says, fret not because of the prosperity of the wicked. Fret not because of the things that you're going through. I mean, we went over that just last night. We was covering this exact same thing just last night. This is why I'm glad the brother um, uh, Gabar, in the spirit of the Most High and Christ, had us read Romans chapter 8, verse 30, 35 down. If it's perfectable with, with the, the subject matter that we're dealing with, that when we follow Christ in this present evil world, there's going to be persecution. There's going to be tribulation. This is contrary to the, the capitalist religious way we grew up in this, in this world. That we believe in this um, religious capitalist society that is like finding a genie in a bottle. That in finding Christ or finding the Bible, that now all my problems are supposed to go away and vanish and disappear. That, that, that everything is supposed to be, um, uh, uh, I'm supposed to look through rose-colored glasses. It's supposed to be rainbows and, and leprechauns and unicorns uh, all, all around me, and that I'm not supposed to be going through anything. But that's not going to apply in a righteous world. In a wicked world, the trying of righteous in a wicked world, we're going to be facing tribulation. But that's going to be to our credit. Remember what Christ said, so you treasures in heaven and not on earth. So if you want to build up your credit with the Father, you want to get your credit built up, you want to get your Bitcoins built up, for lack of even, you know, taking it there, then let me, let me do, go through these things, let me endure these things for Christ. Let me do things his way in spite of the tribulations. So we have the word tribulation, then we also have the word distress. And, and Brother Gabar, you know how I'm doing. If you get anything you want to add, expound on, relate, revelation, epiphany, brother, you better not sit there and be quiet. Con, uh, I'm, 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 I'm fine. I'm, you're giving perfect perfect edification uh, on, on these scriptures. Um, I have nothing to, to, to add. 
you're, it's, it's, it's right there. It's right on point. When we look at the word distress, mm-hmm. when we look at the word distress, and again, I'm going back to the Webster's 1828 Dictionary. The, the word distress. Uh, I'm going to read this, and then if you have any definitions, I bring them out, and, and it, it, we're all good. In dealing with distress from the Webster's 1828 Dictionary, it says, see stress. And I love that. If you're dealing with distress, that means you're going to be dealing with stress. And remember from, from Monday's class, we were talking about some of the changes and some things that, that, that we deal with in our health, our mental health, our physical health, from the stress that we be under. We covered that on Monday. So I'm dealing with distress that Paul was saying that he wasn't going to let tribulation, trouble, vexations, distress, separate him from the love of Christ, that he was going to keep obeying and doing what was right in the eyes of Christ and the Most High. Now I'm dealing with the word distress. It says the act of distraining, the act of distraining, the taking of any personal shadow from a wrongdoer uh, to answer a demand or procure satisfaction for a wrong committed. Uh, the thing taken by uh, distraining that which is seized or procured satisfaction. A distress of household goods shall be uh, impounded under, under cover. If, it, if the lesser does not find sufficient distress on the business. Here we go. Definition number three. I think this is what is going to really fit more better for what we're dealing with. Definition number three from the Western 1828 of distress. Extreme pain. Anguish of body or mind. As to suffer great distress from the, from, the, from <laughs> this is crazy, from the gout or from the loss of near friends. That's just number three, extreme pain, anguish of body or mind, as to suffer great distresses from the gout or from the loss of friends, of near friends. Definition number four, affliction, calamity, or misery. So dealing with distress, that as we follow in Christ in this present evil, wicked world, there's going to be tribulation. There's going to be stress. There's going to be distress, stress and distress. There's going to be some extreme pain. There's going to be anguish of body or mind. Um, there's going to be affliction, calamity, misery. Uh, definition, definition number five, a state of danger as a ship distresses uh, from, from leaking, loss of, of, loss of spars or want of uh, provisions of water. Um, definition of distress as a verb, uh, to pain, to afflict with pain or anguish. Applied to the body or, or the mind. Literally, to press or, or strain. To afflict greatly. To harass. To oppress with calamity. To make miserable. Right. Um, adding to that, uh, you know, because in the, uh, the verse, Romans 8 
and 35, it says who. It, it actually it is who. And this goes with the definitions that I have. Um, one is cause. Someone or who causes the anxiety, the sorrow, the pain. Because the question is, is, is who? And, you know, but it reads, it, it, it reads um, with the understanding of what. But the actual question is who? So who's causing you these, this distress, the, the anxiety? The trouble, the stress, right. Yeah. You know, and uh, you, you, you know where I'm at, bro, um, which is one of the reasons why I'm not really expounding because there's, uh, you know, there's some interference. Understood, understood, understood. All right, uh, uh, so in continuing in Romans chapter 8, verse 35, uh, the next word we have from the King James Bible is the word persecution. The word persecution and persecution from again Webster's 1828 dictionary. The act or practice of persecuting, the infliction of pain, punishment, or death upon one's unjustly, on, on, on others unjustly. That what you're going through is unjust. It's not right. So somebody or some some situation is inflict, is inflicting pain. Someone or something is inflicting punishment. Someone or something is inflicting death upon others unjustly. Then it says, particularly for adhering to a religious creed or mode of worship. That in this present evil, wicked world, the fact that I'm holding on to a creed or a mode of worship in serving Christ, the way Christ and the Father want to be, want to be worshipped, want to be um, um, celebrated, want to be served, that there are going to be others, like just what, like what Christ went through, that are going to be the cause of inflicting pain, the cause of, uh, unjustly, just for adhering to, I'm going to go, through, I'm, I'm doing this, I'm going to endure, I'm doing this for Christ and the Most High. It says, either by way of penalty or compelling them to renounce their principles. That how they're going to inflict this pain, this trouble, this, this stress of mind, this stress of body, um, uh, this, a, a punishment by compelling, by either by way of penalty or for by compelling them to renounce their principles. Let go of that. That's not the right priority. Your mind shouldn't be over there. Your mind should be over here. Historians, reading on with the definition. Historians enumerate ten persecutions suffered by the Christians, beginning with that of Nero in AD 31, and ending with that of uh, Diocletian in AD 303 to uh, AD 313. The state of being persecuted. So, I'm, I just want to try to help us understand that as as we set our minds to do God's righteousness and to uphold the principles that God finds worthy, 
that God finds viable, that are godly, that while being in this present evil, wicked world, there's going to be some stress. There's going to be some trouble. There's, there's going to be some, some pain. There's going to be inflictions of penalties. Uh, there's going to be some type of, of, of uh, a compelling to let this go. Let, let, let our, your service to God go and God's righteousness and serve something else. Similar to what the Israelites did in Egypt. When Moses came back and told Pharaoh, let my people go, that they, they may come and serve me. Did not Pharaoh increase the, 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 the rigor that the Israelites were already under? And for what purpose? To get your mind off of serving God, and you better get your mind back to keeping the empire going. If you got enough time to think about serving your God, you're not busy enough. You're too idle. I got to increase your work. So you get off of thinking about serving your God. If you're thinking about serving your God, that means you're not thinking about serving me. And what it is, my society, whatever it is I'm trying to build, you're not thinking about that, so I'm going to increase the threats. I'm going to increase the trouble. I'm going to increase the persecution. I'm going to increase the tribulation. I'm going to increase uh, the, 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 the pain, the trouble, the vexations. A person is going to increase these things so that your mind gets off of serving Christ because if, I'm, if serving God means I'm going to have all these problems, then maybe this ain't the right God to serve. And brothers and sisters, remember Job. Remember Job. That Job went through all the things he went through to see if he stopped serving God. But he stopped making God the priority. Even to where even his wife came to him and said, you've lost everything. We've lost our kids. We've lost uh, uh, all of our riches. We've lost servants. We've lost everything. And you still are holding on to your integrity? Why don't you curse God and die? That was his wife. Having these thoughts. trying to get him to lose his integrity, to stop enduring, to lose his soul. Job didn't do that. So we have in Romans Romans 35, we have tribulation, we have distress, we have persecution, uh, we have famine, nakedness, peril, or sword. And famine, it means you don't have the necessities. You don't have your necessity that, that we're hungry. Just like we're reading from Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. Uh, uh, Blessed are they who do hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. That there's an unjust persecution. There's unjust uh, threats. There's unjust uh, uh, attacks. Because I want to serve the Father. I want to keep this as my priority. So these are some of the things that Christ was trying to explain to us that we're going to be going through. So with that, let me let me pull up my notes.
and dealing with Luke chapter 21 and verse 19, and dealing with Luke chapter 21 and verse 19, it says, in your patience, possess ye your souls. So now I want to I I borrow from a historian. His name is John Gill. He does a John Gill commentary. And you can look it up online, the Luke chapter 21, verse 19, uh, the John Gill commentary. And it's probably the Bible Hub, where they got many commentaries. Where they got a lot of commentaries in, in Bible Hub. But I, I, I wrote this one down. I, I copied and pasted it on a Word document. I'm going to read this real quick. Uh, this is Luke chapter 21, verse 19, and I'm getting the commentary from this historian, this scholar. All right, so in Luke chapter 21, verse 19, it says, In your patience, possess your soul. We got that. That's, 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 that's what the scripture says. Now we're going to get the commentary from, from Mr. Stone. It says, By patiently bearing all afflictions, reproaches, indignities, and persecutions, enjoy yourselves. Let nothing disturb or distress, distress you. Possess that peace of and joy in your souls, which the world cannot take away. And they have Romans chapter five verse three. Can you get that for me out? Romans chapter five verse three. Con. Romans chapter five and verse three. Yeah. Go with with, uh, with, uh, with this historian's uh, commentary. Con. Uh, Romans chapter five and verse three. And it reads, and not only so. But we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. So, so Paul is giving some understanding. It's not just about becoming like some S&M uh, gluttons for punishment that, 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 we, that we're deriving some type of, 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 of sexual gratification from, from these type of things. But Paul is giving some understanding that, uh, we you put me again up? Con. Romans chapter 5 and verse 3, it says, And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. Knowing that tribulation worketh patience, that we should be glorying and that the more I'm able to endure, the more my patience is growing. The more tribulation is hitting me, it's, it's, it's similar to, and I'm, I'm going to ask you to, to, to comment on this, uh, uh, Gabar, from your, your track and your, your, your athletic career, that what, how does a person get their second wind while they're running? Can you, can you kind of explain that process? Con, um, you, you get your, your, your second wind comes from the endurance of the first wind, <laughs> if that makes that made sense because as you're running, of course, your, your, your muscles, your body, your breathing is adapting. And it's adapting to all the, the, the movement, the, you know, your, your, your feet hitting, hitting the ground as you're, as you're running, as you're jogging. And however long the, the, the distance that you have to go, um, your body is telling you that you can't you can't take another step but as you endure you keep you keep pushing you keep pushing and you 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 push harder the 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 harder your body says no you can't the harder you push 
And if you endure by pushing 10 times harder, your second wind, it comes, the, the, you know, the, your, your body, when, once it accepts that you're not going to stop, it, it automatically, like, gives you a second strength, a second, you, you, you begin to um, just relax and accept that you're running. You're running until the race is over. And this is, you know, this is this is the second win. Just when you when you when you feel like you're you can't you can't you go harder, and that is the the blessing that the Heavenly Father blesses us with um, when we're when we're running. You know that that second win. He rewards us with that because we're we're enduring. If, in, in the scientific world, they would say that um, because of the, the the pain that the body is experiencing, you might right. uh, uh, we we uh, everybody is is pretty much familiar with you catch you get that monkey on your back <laughs> that your back just tightens up uh, and you're just feeling I mean it's just it's painful and the body wants you to quit your mind is telling you quit. And it's given all these pain sensations. Uh, it, might, it might be cramps. It might be, again, that, 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 that proverbial monkey jumping on your back. But as you go ahead and you push through, they say that the body then, uh, because of all the pain that's been experienced, that the body releases endorphins. And in the releasing of those endorphins, that that's where the quote-unquote second wind comes in, to where you, you, you catch a runner's high. If you talk to, to, to runners, uh, business runners, whatever, they talk about they, uh, they get to a place where they literally feel high, that they, they feel they can go forever. That's why if you look at, like, like boxers, um, and y'all watching a lot of Mike Tyson lately, and you never see any boxer enter the ring dry. That they come to the ring already sweaty. Because what they did was in their warm-up, literally in their warm-ups, they pushed their body past the monkey on the back. To now when the endorphins have been released, to when now they can get to the ring and that, fit, that, that endurance, the, the, the hormones, the adrenaline, the, the dopamine, whatever, all that's been releasing in the body. And now I can go ahead and push on through from, I, I, let's just go. You literally have to knock me out. Uh, uh, to stop me. That's why you can see like a lot of boxers, they might catch them, them blows. I remember like when Razor Ruddock fought Mike Tyson, this dude was out on his feet, but he still kept trying to stand up. <laughs> the way Mike hit him in the head, the way Mike knocked him out, he was asleep. But because of all the endorphins that was in his body, he still kept trying to stand up. You remember, you remember what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, con. <laughs> con, the, the same thing uh, even with, uh, with uh, Larry, Larry Holmes. <laughs> when, he, when he hit him in the temple, you, you saw him. He was, he was out. <laughs> you know, right. but, his, but his reflexes had him still throwing punches, you know, on the way down. His arm got caught in the rope. <laughs> 
you know, right, right, right. Try to try to, to uh, you know, counter counter what uh, Mike had just given him, which was a, a devastating blow to the temple. <laughs> you know? So physically, he was knocked out, but his body had all the hormones and endorphins. Right. The body kept trying to go. The body kept trying to. Go. When Zab Judah got knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> Zad Judah was asleep, <laughs> but he trying he's still holding the conversation. <laughs> right, he's he, he, he disputing that he was knocked out while he was knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> so this this is this this is like in the spirit to to use those type of analogies. This is in the spirit what Paul's trying to explain to us here with Romans uh, chapter five verse three that. If we understand that, and not only and not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. That it's going to, the more we endure, that just like the physical body, you get to the point where the endorphins get released, and you get that 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 feeling of damn invincibility, damn near being more than a conqueror, that you push through. But before you get to that point, or as you arrive to that point, everything around you is trying to tell you to quit, give up. It's too painful. It's too much. I can't take it. I'm getting overwhelmed. I can't do it. But the more we keep pushing through those tribulations, the more we keep pushing through those tribulations, we understand that it's working patience. Read the next verse. Con. Uh, Romans chapter 5 and verse 4, and it reads, and patience, experience, and experience, hope. And so it says, by going through the tribulations, the tribulations is building my patience. And in my patience, that's where I actually possess my soul. I keep hold of my soul. That's where I find my life. I actually hold on to my life in Christ. Then it says that uh, uh, tribulation works with patience, and in patience works what? Experience. Now, I don't have to fear so much as, as I'm going through different types of troubles and persecutions and attacks and, and uh, uh, problems, because now I've got the experience of knowing what happens. If I just keep pushing, any minute now, my second wave is going to kick in. If I just keep pushing, any minute now, it's going to get easier. That from the measure of pain that I'm going through, that's letting me know I'm, I'm right at the verge. I'm right there. Let me go ahead and push through. That any minute, it says patience works work experience, and experience works hope. <laughs> Reading on. Come, uh, Romans chapter 5 and verse 5, and it reads, And hope maketh not ashamed. And hope, I'm not going to be ashamed. I'm not going to be ashamed. I know I'm, I can do this. It's going to go from the pain, the, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get me to focus on the problems, the distresses, the, 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 the stress, trying to get me to focus on that, to when I'm going to start getting uh, uh, 
patience, uh, accumulation, patience, patience, experience, experience, hope. And then now I'm not going to be ashamed. I'm, I'm going to understand the process of what God's doing. This is where I'm going to know this is God working with me. Reading on. Um, Romans chapter 5 and verse 5, it says, And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, which is given unto us. And now that, that comfort of the Holy Spirit. God's going to come back in and now comfort me because I've endured. Because I'm pushing through for him. Then I'm not going to focus on the problems and the troubles and the tribulation and the distresses. I'm going to push through this, understanding that this is going to give me experience. And this is going to give me more hope that I know God is with me. Let me keep enduring. And then God is going to make that way clear. God's going to reveal himself. That I, 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 I've been doing the right thing in the midst of how much problems and tribulation and attacks and persecution I'm being faced with. So when, when John Gill is telling us, he says, uh, that nothing disturb or distress you, uh, possess that peace and joy in your souls, which the world cannot take away. And that's when he, uh, he referenced Romans chapter 5, verse 3, and moving on through 5. Reading on with the commentary, with the, the history of the historian, it says, the Vulgate Latin, or Latin Vulgate, the Syriac, the Arabic, and the Ethiopic versions read, ye shall possess, and the sense may be, may be thus, by patient continuance or by perseverance in the ways of God and the truths of Christ unto the end, you shall be saved. You shall find uh, your lives and enjoy your souls. As in Matthew chapter 10, verse 22. You want to get that for us? Matthew chapter 10, verse 22. Yes, sir. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 22. And it reads, and it is in red, so this is uh, Christ speaking. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. Now, I mean, a lot of this might sound contrary. If, if a person is only focused, then focused on what we learned in whatever church you might came up in. Or if a person only focused on, again, from, from, from now social media, um, uh, TikTok, Facebook, uh, Snapchat, or, or, or what have you, and you're looking at, at the quote-unquote prosperity Everybody around you, even to where I know I know you have seen this. Um, on social media, it went viral that 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 pastor up in Brooklyn that those gunmen came into the into his his church on that Sunday, and they robbed him and his wife of over a million dollars worth of jewelry. That was about maybe a month ago, maybe two months ago. Um, they I don't, have, I don't, oh, you haven't seen that? No, I just, I, I, I missed that. that, that is no, it, it, if I find it again, I'll, I'll send it to you. But a, a pastor up in, in, in Brooklyn, New York, a, a black man, 
it's a Sunday coming, and he's 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 live. Um, uh, he, he's also on he's online at the same time. You know, he's broadcasting online also as well as the congregation there in front of him. And some gunmen came in uh, doing Sunday service and robbed him and his wife of over a million dollars worth of jewelry. You got other pastors talking about a million dollars worth of jewelry between him and his wife. Uh, sir, I, I, I got to grab this call real quick. Not a problem. Not a problem. Talk good. Yes, sir. Robbed him over a million dollars worth of jewelry. You have other pastors talking about um, why don't I have a Rolex? Why don't I have a Rolls? Why y'all ain't got me uh, the, the latest this, that, or whatever? Um, why I don't have uh, the Versace, the, 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 the Gucci, the Louis Vuitton? And they're pastors. Because the thinking is, that if God is with me, you're supposed to enjoy all these things. If God is with me, I'm supposed to have all these things. So to come back now and see where Christ and, and Paul and everybody's explaining, there's going to be persecution. There's going to be tribulation. There's going to be problems. There's going to be stress. And for it to say right here, and ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. That because you're doing what you do for Christ, you're obeying the scriptures because of Christ. You're living this life. There's hunger. There's peril. There's danger. There's famine. There's, there's trials. There's tribulations. There's distresses. But I'm going through these things only because I'm now following Christ. I'm actually doing what the Bible says. But for the person who endures through all that, it says, but he that endures unto the end, the same shall be saved. What we don't want is to be caught denying Christ because of the problems, the tribulations, and the things that arise. Now, from Matthew chapter 5 or 6, I'm going to come back and read that again, because that's, that's what we're really, really kind of hinging off of, even though we, we wind up going beautifully to Romans chapter five, or chapter 8. I want to remember Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6. Matthew chapter 5 verse 6, it says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. All right? So, and continue with that. Let's go to Revelations. Chapter 6. I'm going to start at verse 9. Let's go to, to the book of Revelation, chapter 6, and starting at verse 9. Revelation, chapter 6, and verse 9. It says, And when he had, had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the, the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. So, I'm referencing, I'm, I'm, again, I'm, I'm refer, refer, referencing this that, as we just said, you should be hated by all men, and the times will come when, when they that kill you think they're doing God a service. That we can see that for those who have upheld the word of God, doing things according to God's righteousness in the midst of an evil, wicked world, so yeah, there, there are going to be some, there have been some, there are going to be some, they're going to be put to death. 
But it says, that if we remember, it says, in your patience, possess your soul, that you possess your soul. So John, here in Revelation chapter 6, verse 9, says, and when he looked under the altar, he saw the souls of them that were slain for the word of God. So physically, they were slain, but their souls were in the hand of God. Because of their testimony, which they held. They were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. Verse 10. Revelation chapter 6, verse 10, it says, And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, does thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell in the earth? Verse 11. So the question being asked, Father, we were slain for obeying you. We were slain for our testimony that you were with us. When is it? When? When? How? How? When are you going to avenge our blood? When is it going to be justice? When is it going to be righteousness? When are you going to get them back for what they've done? Verse uh, Verse eleven. And white robes were given unto them, unto every one of them. Uh, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. That there's going to be a number of followers to prove They're about Christ. Yeah, they're not going to let the, the, the love of Christ, they're not going to let anything separate them from the love of Christ before Armageddon can come, before the quote-unquote rapture can take place. Who's willing to take it to that extreme for Christ? Who's going to go through the persecutions, the tribulations, the afflictions, the, the trials and tribulations, the distresses, the famines, the perils, the, the, the sword, the danger? Who's going to go through this and, and who's going to go through this for Christ the Most High? Until that number is filled, we're going to stay in the midst of this wicked, perverse, and evil world. So with that, brothers and sisters, uh, I see that we have reached our, our, our two-hour time limit uh, for, for today. I want to thank everybody for tuning in, whether you might have uh, uh, called in uh, to the show, or even if you might have caught us on one of the, the, um, uh, the, the podcasts. Uh, for myself, uh, my name is Brother Mashaba, and for the Brother Gabar Kawa, uh, Gabar, are you there? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, uh, we, we, we reached our two-hour mark, so I'll just go, go ahead and just shut it down. Uh, any, any closing words? Um, no, I, I, I definitely enjoyed, uh, enjoyed uh, doing, the, doing the class uh, with you, and um, it, was, <laughs> it was challenging. So the scriptures were, 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 as we were speaking, as we were reading and, and expounding, 
uh, being applied. You know, so, you know, I, I, I enjoyed it. It's another, uh, another test testimony to, uh, these scriptures, they, they never fail, you know, quoting, uh, Isaiah 28 and, I mean, uh, Isaiah, uh, 34 and 16. Not none of these fail, you know, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's it. Nothing, nothing shall separate us. The answer, nothing or no one shall separate us from the, from the love of Yahweh Shai, Christ. Cool. So, uh, so with that, again, uh, please tune in tomorrow. Uh, brother and sister, tomorrow is Friday. And, uh, that's when we, um, uh, talk by the brother, brother Bob, uh, brother Bob's, uh, Bible breakdowns. Uh, uh, tomorrow night starting at 7 p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time or Texas time. All right. Um, adjust, adjust accordingly. Don't forget, we also have, uh, ISBHBK, uh, YouTube channels. Uh, that, uh, if, if you need a more visual, um, uh, uh, you need something more visual, uh, we do have the YouTube's available. Uh, please check out ISBHBK.com, ISBHBK.com. And just again, those out here, as reminded one more time, that uh, sundown, September 26th, is the beginning of the Memorial of the Trumpets. Uh, sundown, uh, October 4th, is the Day of Atonement. And sundown, uh, October 10th, is the beginning of the Feast of Tabernacles, which will end sundown, uh, October 17th. Uh, so with that, brothers and sisters, thank you all very much for tuning in. Uh, my name is Mashaba. Uh, my name is Gabarkawa. And we would like to say shalom. Yahweh our power, Yahweh is one.